0: Okay, let's be honest about this Ducks team. Where are they right now? What exactly happened and where are they going? Your locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, yeah, it's another week of Ducks hockey. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, welcoming you to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. This show is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, hit that bell on YouTube, all that jazz. Thanks for making this your first listen of the day or the night or whenever you get this. And yeah, we're going to sit down and talk about this like we're actually gonna sit down like adults and talk this out because I know you're furious I know I was a little bit more pissed off last time I've calmed down a little bit a little and I did have some stats last time and I, I think this time we're, we're just going to be honest at this point because we need to start by asking you know What's going on with this team right now? Well, I can tell you right now that the Ducks have the second to worst record in the entire National Hockey League. The only team worse than the Ducks right now is the Vancouver Canucks, and they're 0 for for the season. They have not won a single game yet this season. As of this recording, as of Tuesday night, the Vancouver Canucks are 0-5-2. They have managed two points this season. The Ducks have 3 points. Vancouver's the only team worse and that's it. And that's really not by much. So, let's actually think about this. What's going on with the Ducks? Well, right now they have the worst goal differential in the National Hockey League. They have the worst shot differential in the National Hockey League. They have the worst attempts differential. In the National Hockey League, they're in the bottom ten in power play percentage and penalty killing. They're in the bottom in both of those categories. What what are they good at right now? Well, we can't say they're good offensively because the power play is certainly not working, and they're not scoring a ton of goals, save for that first game against the Kraken. Defense, you can't say they're good at defense either. You can't say you can't say goaltending has been great we'll get to that in a second, but defense hasn't been all that good. The penalty kill that's been among the worst in the league. They're still giving up a ton of goals and they started to give up more goals on five on five as well. And I could even say the trends on five and five wasn't bad before, but there was a couple of games where the Ducks did not allow any power play goals and yet they still lost high danger chances. They're almost at the bottom of the league As far as differentials between high danger chances for and against, they're not getting that many high danger chances while allowing a ton of them to their opponents, which leads me to John Gibson. John Gibson right now is at about a negative, I say, about a minus two as far as expected goal saved against. It's not all John Gibson's fault. We can go back to that very first game where the Ducks nearly blew it to the Seattle Kraken. They allowed 48 shots. The Kraken looked really good, but John Gibson was making some terrific saves. Even on a couple of points of this road trip, you could say, Wow, John Gibson had a really good period there and made some fantastic saves left and right. So while you could put some blame on John Gibson because he's... Given up a couple that he wants back. It is is certainly not all on him. Not by a long shot. There's plenty of goalies that are worse than him. If the Ducks didn't have John Gibson, they'd probably be in the bottom right now. They'd probably be below Vancouver. They wouldn't have won that first game without John Gibson. They would be 0-5-1 at this point. That's with Tampa Bay coming up. Which brings me to something else. I guess the one bright spot has been that top line. And I've been saying this pretty much the majority of the season. The top line has been great. Trevor Zegers, Troy Terry, they've been towards the top as far as goal scoring for the team anyway. Team-wise, they both have three goals. They are tied for the team lead. All the other lines, they're not looking that good. Even the defensive pairings, we've gone back to Jamie Drysdale and Cam Fowler. That has not really worked to the Ducks' expectations. And I've even seen Cecilia. You know, she said, Oh, do we have to have these two again? And sure enough, the lineups come out. And there you see Fowler and JD. And I could just see the look on half of the fan base's faces. Ah, not again. Ugh. I'm afraid it might be the same thing next game, too. I'm afraid it could be just the same lineup. And Dallas Eakins has got to shake things up. Even just a little bit, it's time to shake things up. I know it's only six games, and I know I've said it is a marathon, not a sprint. But at the same time, you do not want to jump off the blocks in last place in a marathon. It's extremely, extremely difficult to get back into the pack in a marathon. And I mean, take it from me. Like I've done several marathons. I've done, I don't even know how many half marathons I've done. I've lost count. Maybe one day I'll look at my medals and just say like, yeah, I've done this many half marathons. 10Ks, 5Ks, forget about it. It's too many. But just thinking about it in general, looking at the competitive marathons. Typically, if you're in the top 10 or top 15, you can stay within the pack for the first two-thirds of the race. I think about Boston Marathon, and you have about a dozen people stick together until you get to Heartbreak Hill in Newton. And then after Newton, it's usually three or four that break away from the rest of the pack, and they're good for the last five miles. And it's those three just vine for that big prize. But that's marathon talk. How that relates to hockey... Once you're in 29th, 30th place, there's almost no coming back from that, especially if you are at that pace for the first few miles. Right now, the Ducks are on their way, 680 seconds through the season. I mean, just compared to miles, because we could do that here, that's like going into 30th place in the first two miles. It's hard to come back. And if the Ducks continue at this pace the next few games... It's going to make it even more difficult to come back. And then we'll have to start talking tank. I was hoping not to talk tank this season. I've done that the past few seasons. I did that in 2019. I did that in 2020. I did that in 2021. I tried not to do it last season. I don't want to do that again. I'm tired. Like, I'm tired of being team tank. But if that's what it takes to get the number one pick then i might have to do that again. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission right now. But first, let's talk about Athletic Greens. Now, it's a product that I use pretty much every day. And I've been taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health. I wanted more energy, an optimized immune system. That one's important. And I hate taking pills and vitamins. I'm not a huge pills person in general. And especially for me training for... New York Marathon, which is coming up in a week and a half, I definitely need that boost in the morning. So that's when I take a scoop of AG1, put it in my water, and I'm good to go. Because with AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced superfoods right into your system to start the day. So that's when I use it. I use it before going on quick runs, and it helps me a lot and it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, or if you're on a special diet like I am right now for the marathon, hey, it only contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting good. So, right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you've got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with marathoner J.D. Hernandez coming up on number 11. And I'll I'll just share this like I I sometimes wear different marathon shirts. Sometimes I go running a little bit and you'll notice it kind of looks like a jersey. It is my run, my race to Wrigley shirt. Yes, I've run through the mean streets of Chicago to this day as of right now. My favorite marathon that I've ever run was not the LA Marathon or not a Disney one. No, my favorite one is Chicago Marathon. Chicago Marathon is my favorite one that I've ever done. Fast course, flat course. But also when I did the Chicago Marathon, it was 2016. Rather, it was October 2016. Think back, sports fans. What was going on in Chicago in October of 2016? If you recall what was going on during that time, you'll remember that the town was going completely BS crazy. So what did I see? A bunch of crazy Cubs fans. I saw W flags for miles and miles and miles. And the North side, South side, forget about it. Pilsen, no way. Bronzeville, eh, no, sorry. No, South side, they're all White Sox. But North side, man, crazy Cubs fans. All right, but enough about that. Let's talk about what's happened. What's happened to get to this point of this duck's horrid start? Well, it kind of began in the off season, didn't it? I mean, you know, Jeff Ward he's no longer a ducks coach. I really liked having Jeff Ward in his assistant coach. He was the perfect foil. For his other assistant coach, Mike Stuthers. Stutz, I have always liked, but, you know, I've talked to Stutz on occasion. Um, him and I have known each other for a number of years. He coached the Ontario Reign of the American Hockey League from 2014. or sorry, Manchester of 2014, and then the Ontario Reign all the way to 2020. So he's been around for a while. And those two together, they worked out something that was just special Remember when the Ducks had a top 5 power play and penalty kill last season? And that lasted for an entire month and a half. That lasted a while. Even at the end of the season, they were still top 10 in almost both those categories. I think it ended up being like top 12 or 13 at the end of the season, which is still quite good. But then Jeff Ward, he left for personal reasons and... In comes new coaches for the Ducks. They got Newell Brown. They got him as the head assistant coach. And they also swiped up someone from the Ontario Reign again. They swiped up Craig Johnson. Craig Johnson wound up being the assistant coach slash interim co-head coach for the Ontario Reign for most of last season. And that was when John Robleski left the Ontario Reign due to personal reasons. We never found out those personal reasons, but Robleski left, and then you had a tandem of Chris Height and Craig Johnson manning the Ontario Reign. And what Height did last season was he helped lead a juggernaut of a power play in the Ontario Reign. Most of that being a residue of having Martin Furk blasting 100-mile-per-hour shots to the opposing goaltenders. Craig Johnson, he was partially responsible for that power play, and it was fine. But you do not want to see the Ducks go back to that stagnant power play because that's something that was happening in 2020 where it went stagnant, and now the power play is kind of reverting back to being that stagnant. And that is not how you win hockey games in the National Hockey League. It might work in the AHL, but not in this league. So coaching staff has a little bit to do with it. Yeah, that's my opinion on that. Another big change was losing some key defensemen. Look at the job that Josh Manson's doing with the Colorado Avalanche. He is thriving in Denver. Yeah, I, I miss Manson. I saw Manson on Tuesday night's game against the New York Rangers. He looked good in that game. They even had him miked up. I don't know if you guys saw the ESPN game, but they miked up Manson during that game. And he's still funny. He still has that personality. I miss him on the Ducks. As well as Hampus Lindholm. Lindholm has had a pretty decent start with the Boston Bruins. He's logging heavy minutes. He is there to not have the spotlight and be a very good second-line defenseman. He's been finding that role. So we miss him a lot there too. Nick DeLaurier, the Ducks might miss him. I know Ducks fans will say like, oh, you need that toughness. I mean, you know, it's Nick DeLaurier. What are you going to do? But point being that there has been such a shakeup in the Ducks that they're just missing a couple of key guys. And I think Lindholm and Manson were the two most key guys. And I liked both Manson and Lindholm on the defensive end. And now that you have Kulikov and Klingberg, they're great offensive defensemen. But defensively, they're decent. They're just decent defenders. So that's where we are now. So that leaves my final question. You know, like, how did we get here? Where are we? Where are we going? Where are the Ducks headed? I hate to break it to you guys, but it's probably not a good place. I don't, I don't think it is because looking at these next three games, the Ducks have a tough schedule. They got the Tampa Bay lightning and I'll talk more about them in a second. So I got the lightning then the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas has their number. Vegas always beats the Ducks. The Ducks beat Vegas once per season. That's it. Then they have the Leaf Blowers on Dia de los Muertos night. Oh, that could be painful, folks. That could be really painful. They might just end up with the one win this month. And then even immediately after that, at least after that, They've got a very easy schedule. But for the rest of this month, I hope the Ducks even win one more game this month. And if I'm going to choose a game that the Ducks could win, I would say, you ready for this? Maybe the game against Toronto. Toronto's been struggling this season. Tampa Bay is going to come into the next game really pissed off. They really are. So I think where the Ducks are going is they're going to have three or four points end of the month. Probably bottom of the standings of the of the entire NHL. And you could start to entertain some ideas of tanking. That's where they could be going. Another long, long season of pain. But there could be a light at the end of the tunnel. You never know. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission And we're going to go around the NHL on this last segment. So we'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in once again with J.D. Hernandez, Let's talk about the rest of the NHL, because I haven't really done that so far this season. And I kind of want to go around to Tuesday night's games a little bit, because there were some really fun ones. If you happen to be watching that rangers night, I actually watched as many games as possible. That was an entertaining game. Shesterkin and Georgiev put on a show. Or the fans at Madison Square Garden, they each got forty plus saves in that game. It wound up going to a shootout, with the road team being victorious. I Colorado beat the Rangers at MSG in a thriller of a game. That one was fun to watch. And also, I looked at that Florida Panthers game. I'm like, w- w- what? 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 What's wrong? What's wrong with the Florida Panthers? They were over on the power play. They had like 16 gajillion power play chances and blew them all. Florida had a bad game. The Flames, they're off to their best start in over a quarter century. They've won five of their first six games. They beat up on the Pens. Calgary might be for real. Imagine losing some key players. Imagine losing Johnny Gaudreau and somehow getting better. Imagine that. My God. And hey, Jonathan Huberto, he finally got his first as a member of the Calgary Flames. Good on you, buddy. Good on you. And just kind of going around, the Habs, they're not doing too bad. The Bruins, they're off to their best start in about 25 seasons. They beat up on Dallas. The Bruins have won six of their first seven. They're and 6-1-0. They might be for real, folks. And even the Coyotes. The Coyotes were worse than the Ducks. They were 1-4-0. They had two points. And then came Columbus. Columbus had a crappy game against the Coyotes. Arizona won 6-3. They leapfrogged the Ducks. Oh, and that other game that I should probably mention because it's it's of more importance for tomorrow... The Los Angeles Kings beat up on the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-2. And that second Lightning goal was on a 6-on-4. The Tampa Bay Lightning had an empty net. You know, that's neither here nor there. Tampa Bay got embarrassed by the Kings. They're going to come into that next game pissed off. They're going to be so, so pissed. And it is not going to be fun. Nope, not at all. I sense pain in this one. I don't know if the Ducks can beat Tampa Bay after the Lightning put up that performance against the Kings. When you're a team that's the three-time defending Eastern champions and you put up a performance like that to the Kings, you're going to come back pissing vinegar the following night and just demolish whatever opponent comes next. Even if it is the lowly Anaheim Ducks. So my early prediction, I think Tampa wins that one going away. It might unfortunately be like 5 to 1 or 6 to 1, but this could be a blowout very fast. So I just want to prepare you, Ducks fans. This could get ugly. It really could. I know Tampa Bay is on the back end of a back to back, but I do believe in those kind of comeback performances. We've seen it happen with the best of teams. And it's usually the best teams that come back from those kind of situations and say, no, F it. We're we're going to just go balls out and win. So, yep, that's what I'm predicting. A lot of pain, unfortunately. All right, that's going to do it for this particular podcast. Um, I will not be present for the Lightning Ducks game tomorrow. I'll actually be down in San Diego For Colorado Eagles. San Diego goals. So I'll be more covering that game. Instead of the Ducks game. So apologies for that. But if you want to check out some goals coverage. On Twitter. You could do so at LO underscore Ducks. Personal Twitters at SimpyJD. But I'll be covering more of the goals game. Tomorrow night. So you know what that means. If I'm not watching the game. They're probably going to lose. like My apologies. But. You know, that's, you know, that's a duty. So, yeah. Hey, maybe the goals will get their second one of the season. I mean, they're playing Colorado. Colorado, they're playing decent right now. But we'll save that for goals Thursday. And, in fact, a little bit of a scheduling thing for this coming week. Uh, next show will not be on Wednesday. Because, actually, I'm going to be gone all day Wednesday. Uh, some family. I will just say, without context, some family stuff going on again. Yeah, I don't want to get into it too much, but some family stuff going on, so I will not be home at all Wednesday, but hey, I'll be down in that area anyway, so why not cover the goals game? So yeah, I'll be making my way down, down south very shortly. It'll still be coming out late Tuesday, early Wednesday, then I'll be gone all day. I'll probably have bags under my eyes at Arena, but that's where I'll be. I'll come home late, early Thursday, late night. Try to get an episode out if I don't fall asleep. And we'll have two episodes on Thursday. One about the Ducks game against Tampa Bay and goals Thursday. So stay tuned for that. And then we'll have our regular Friday show. And then that'll be it for the week. So, yeah. Just wanted to give that little scheduling just what's coming up. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making this your first listen. Make Locked On NHL your second listen. This podcast is free and available across all platforms. Hit that bell on YouTube. Yeah, let's just let's just be prepared for tomorrow night. We'll see what happens. Once again, thanks for your continued support. It's very greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason JD Hernandez saying, have a great rest of the evening or morning. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another please, and ducks fly together.